All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick Thomas here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for joining me, coming back, subscribing, liking, loving, emailing. I'm loving the support, guys. It's weird because I'm trying to stay on top of emails and stuff. And it uh, it is just kind of like the, the numbers are really, really grown, which is more than I wanted, which is more than I expected. Um, so thanks so much. It's very, it's very hard to keep up with the emails uh, or the messages on Mick Thomas comedy on Instagram. But I am doing it. I am, I am getting through it. Uh, so I appreciate it. I'm coming to you live. Well, not live. Live means you'd be listening to it as I'm recording it. But I'm you're coming to you from a different location. Where was I last week? Right? Where was I last week? Maguire's parking lot. Now where am I? In the podcast booth at the Comic Strip Live in New York City. One of my favorite, favorite. It is my favorite New York City club. Uh, so I'm in here. I got two shows to do tonight. And I thought, you know what? Let me just jump on in there and use their phenomenal equipment. And the staff are always great here. The shows are great. We got two sold out shows tonight. So uh, it's nice. And now I'm looking over. It gets very funny. Like I'm in this kind of like a fish tank looking out over the club as people are, uh, as they're flooding in. I'm looking over at the stage. So if you hear any laughter anything through it is a soundproof room but for some reason if you pick up any laughter or a thunderous applause it means there's a killer show going on tonight uh yeah that's what i do i move around i don't stay in the one location right i don't stick around i'm always in a hotel somewhere in my car recording podcasts right what is it like so if you trace a call you want to get out i feel like every time i finish a podcast the fbi comes bursting through the door like ah we just missed them shit but anyway, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. We're in the heart of it now, right? We're in the heart of the holidays. The heart of Christmas. I love Christmas. This is my this is my absolute favorite time of the year. My absolute favorite time of the year. I I, I love it. I love the energy. Uh, even grumpy people like me can find. Although you know what, man, let me let me just tell you. Right? Again, I go to Shoprite by my house. I know I complained about that last week about the bags. Happened again this week, right? I went up to the girl and uh, girl stander, and, and and she goes, "Do you want some bags?" I goes, "Yeah." She goes, "How much?" She goes, "How many bags do you want?" I go, "What do you think? Have what would you think there?" And she goes, "And you know what she said to me, and it was such a great answer." She goes, "Well, I would have brought my own bag." I went, "Well, you know what? Give me forty-two bags, forty-two bags, please." That's what I want from you, lady. I know it's busy, it's Christmas time, but I want 42 bags. And you know what? If I only end up using two of them, then I want to return them all and I want to do a refund on it. So she just took a fistful of plastic bags and she just fucking slammed them down. She goes, there, didn't even charge me for them. But I felt like saying, like, who hurt you? Who hurt you? Who took your bags? So I want to know. So if anyone's listening there from ShopRite, anyone who works for the, the corporation of ShopRite, I get the charge of the bags. I'm all for that. I'm all for the environmental reasons. But don't be a fucking asshole about it. Anyway, I dwelled on that last week. I don't want to do two weeks in a row. I don't want that to be the hill that I die on is plastic fucking bags. Anyway, so I, uh, yeah, man, I'm out, I'm out and about and I'm enjoying the, uh, I'm out and I'm enjoying the, the, the festivities. I am, uh, I'm listening to a lot of, a lot of Christmas music going on. Right, I'm watching a lot of movies. Here's here's what I noticed about the um, the Christmas songs. Right, my favorite Christmas song, if not favorite song of all time, is uh, "Fairy Tale in New York." 
Shane McGowan of the Pogues, right? Probably if you Google him, uh, America or any other country that is not familiar with Shane McGowan, probably the ugliest man on the planet, without a doubt. Probably the ugliest fella I have ever fucking seen. Dog ugly. Dog ugly. However, he, uh, that's my favorite song. It's, it's just it's great lyrics, great sound to it, and it's not Christmas until you hear it. Um, but then I was listening, right, and I, I put on, on, on some Christmas songs on, on the Pandora channel. And uh, isn't it, it's weird though, right? Here's what I noticed. There's only like nine, nine Christmas songs, right? That's it. Nine repeated over and over again. Sung by different people. Sung in different versions. But there's only, there's only fucking nine songs, right? How many different people can sing, let us know, let us know, let us know. Right? How many, how many different people are going to do that? It's, it's like nine songs repeated over and over again. I mean, isn't it weird, though, too, like that you know there's shit songs, right? And here's how you know there's shit songs, because you would not listen to that in July. Would you? Would you be driving along and all of a sudden in July go, hey, put on that, uh, that Let It Snow song there. Which one? The Dean Martin version. Like, people are not going to debate over what was the better version, right? You're not, like, you know that people debate over uh, Heart? Originally sung and written by Nine Inch Nails, but stolen. When I mean stolen, uh, the people people who who've heard it now know that the jo- it belongs to Johnny Cash now, right? And you could have that debate. You could have that debate how hurt Johnny Cash version is way better than Nine Inch Nails. Nobody argues over fucking D Martin or who sang it better, D Martin or Michael Bublé, right? Because the mu- again the music. It's shit. But you just, I love it at Christmas time, man. I never change the channel. I put it on when I drive around. I walk around. I, the house, I sing it to my kids. I drive them fucking batshit crazy. That's what you want. And here's, do you ever like drive with somebody and try to sing Christmas songs? There's always a person, or at your work, at your cubicle. There's always one person who doesn't know, doesn't know the lyrics to the song. Right? You're driving along the Oh, the warehouse I'm Jewish. There's always one fucker that doesn't know the fucking words. You know my my buddy, and I'm name dropping here, my buddy Mick Foley, the WWE wrestler, you may have heard of him. You may have known him as Mankind. He has a Christmas room in his house where it's Christmas 365 days a year. He's got this tree that just blows out snow, everything. And his Christmas loop, Christmas songs playing constantly. Constantly. But all these fucking Christmas... Like, or what was the one I heard the other day? Um, which, here's the way I don't understand. Like, like you, you know the song, like, uh, what's it called? Dominic the Donkey. If I was Italian, I would be so fucking offended I would be so offended by that song. Right? Uh, Dominic the... What's a Christmas donkey, by the way? Like, what's a fucking Christmas donkey? Isn't that just a reindeer? Isn't a Christmas donkey a reindeer? It's Dominic... If I was Italian, I would fucking get that... Because Baby It's Cold Outside, right? We love... Oh, that's a great song, isn't it? Great song. 
Right, yeah, we all know like, it's a bit rapey. I used to do that joke for years, man. I used to do that joke every Christmas for years. In the last three years, and then someone did it on Saturday Night Live exactly as I used to do it on stage. Right, because they're writers forever. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying they stole it. So let me let me just let me let me uh, phrase that. Let me just uh, rephrase my my comment and uh, let me point that out. I don't think for a second they stole it. But you know, some of the writers do go to comedy clubs. I know some of the writers over there. So I'm just saying. But it's an obvious joke too, right? Baby, it's cold. It's, it's a bit rapey though, right? And uh, you know, as fact, and that's a that's a great. You don't hear that song anymore. Right? They banned that song. I'm surprised Dominic the Christmas Donkey hasn't been banned. How fucking offensive is that? That, that should be to Italians what Irish Spring is to Irish people. Irish Spring is probably the most racist product on the fuck. And oh, we can't sing. Can't sing. Because you know why? Because you're Irish. That means we're the last people you can make fun of at your job. Not get fucking fired. You can't get fired. Right? You just can't. Don't believe me? Go to work on Monday. Walk up to any person Hispanic. Go up to him. Go, hey, man, what'd you have for lunch? Taco Bell? You will be carrying a box full of your shit out to your car. That's exactly what's going to fucking happen to you. Right? Walk up to any Chinese person. Go, ting, tong, ting, tang, 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 tang. Fucking, oh, my God. If you were Asian, you, you, oh, my God, you'd be fucked. Fucked. But yeah, you walk up to any Irish person, go, ta-tee, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-tee, I bet you're drunk right now. It's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. You can't call up HR and complain about that one. You're going to call up HR like, wait, he said what? <laughs> and come here, did he say it after my lucky charms? Of course he did, the funny fucker. Of course he did. But anyway, so Irish Spring, I, I go in years and years ago for an Irish Spring commercial, and basically what happened, there was a booth. Headphones on, I'm in the soundproof soundproof booth and there's a laptop and on the laptop the commercial's playing I'm supposed to do the voiceover I can't remember the, I can't remember because it was so long ago it was like Irish Spring and the guy was like do, do it more Irish I go what do you mean do it more Irish because you just got to be more Irish this young fucking American producer because what do you mean because you got to be more Irish I go what does that even mean and he started doing his version I go oh you want me to sound like a fucking pirate Irish Spring like that's literally how he wanted me to fucking sound Right? So I'm sitting there. And now I knew from the argument I had about, you, so you want me to sound like a pirate. So I knew right there and then you're not getting the job, Mick. You're not getting it. You will not be the voice of Irish Spring. So I said, you know what? I can't sabotage myself. I'm already in trouble. Right? So what am I going to do? So then I see the commercial. And here's what it is. It's this beautiful red-haired woman. We don't have those in Ireland. We have red-haired women. We don't have beautiful red-haired women. We have beautiful women in Ireland. We have red-haired women in Ireland. We've all right looking, pretty girls, pretty redhead women in Ireland. We don't have beautiful red-haired women like in that commercial. Anyway, she's in a lake under a waterfall washing herself with Irish Spring. And I just looked at the guy, go, I just tapped on the glass, right? And I just go, and the guy looks over and I go, yeah, he goes, hey, you know we have, uh, we have indoor plumbing, right? Like we have pipes and real showers. We don't fucking all shower in lakes and fucking waterfalls. And the guy was like, well, all right, thank you, man. Thanks for coming in. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they'll be calling. I got the job. I got the job. But anyway, Dominic the donkey should be to Italians what fucking Irish spring is to the Irish. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. But anyway, so I'm walking around, man. And I, just, I just fucking, I, I love the holidays. I'm caught up in the moment. I'm singing along everywhere I go. 
really, really, really enjoying it. Right? Enjoy, enjoying the movies. Oh, you know what's funny? Gary Goldman does a bit about uh, Christmas carolers. And uh, if you, you just check it out. I mean, check out all Gary Goldman stuff anyway. He's a fucking hell of a nice guy. And he's got HBO specials. He's got specials on Netflix. One of the funniest men on, men on the planet. And one of the nicest guys. So he does this bit about uh, carolers. It's, it's maybe like five specials ago on, on his album. I don't know if he's done on television. But it was like how, you know, um, we wish you a Merry Christmas. You know that song? So he would do the line. He would do the part. But I'm going to butcher it. So, like, you know, it's not like he. But it was all kind of, uh, it was all kind of, um, we want some figgy pudding. We want some figgy pudding. And we want it right now. We won't go until we get some. He's like, wait, wait, what do you mean you won't go until you get some? Like, you, you, you rang my door. Like, you, you rang my bell. You knocked on my door. Right? And what, what the fuck is figgy? What the fuck is a figgy pudding? Right? It's very, very funny. And of course I'm butchering, but you gotta, you gotta go back and, uh, you gotta go back and, and listen to it. But it's, uh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, man. Sorry, I'm not, I lost my, there's someone banging on the window here. Uh, yeah, I love, I love everything about it. I love everything about it. I love, uh, I love the fucking, the movies. The movies are just Christmas movies. Again, I think apart from Elf, Right, I think apart from Elf, you would never watch a Christmas movie in 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 August. Right, it's just one of those things you just wouldn't watch a holiday movie in August. You know, I remember even being kids like Christmas to me, man. Like when you watched, there wasn't that many movies around when I was a kid. Right, you had the Santa Claus, not the Santa Claus. It was just called Santa Claus. You remember that one? It was just called Santa Claus. We watched it in school. We were ten. It's just called Santa Claus. And it's about these two poor, like or one poor kid that was watching people eat at McDonald's window, just drooling. And these people, these fat fucks were just shoving burgers into their face. Just fucking huffing into their face. And this poor kid was standing there with a cool leather jacket. I don't know where he got a leather jacket from. Considered he was poor. It was a nice jacket. I would have fucking wore that jacket if it fit. That was usually, that was the only Christmas movie that came out. There was nothing else. And then over the years they made them, and now there's just fucking. You go to Netflix and you see some of the worst, the worst Christmas movies ever. They're horrendous. You go to school and you would have to go down to the principal and get the television and the VCR, the video player, and you had to roll it in on a big tray. And everybody sat around it and you had to stand there and the tracking to be off. Remember the tracking? <laughs> you would fix the tracking. Oh shit! It's fucking great, man. I, 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 but apart from Elf, you wouldn't watch a Christmas movie unless it was Christmas time. We get caught up in it, and it's great. You should, you should get caught up in it. But it's all tacky bullshit. You would lose your shit, lose your shit, if someone said in August, "Hey, we're gonna watch a movie." Like, all right, what are you gonna see? Ah, this one where fucking Santa comes back from the dead. <laughs> Santa, <laughs> Santa dies of fucking. Uh, dies of diabetes and he comes back right you would fucking you wouldn't go see that you wouldn't go see it but December comes like ah go watch any shit that's why Frozen came out was strategically planned to come out in the cold like because it's cold like you wouldn't watch Frozen in August right you'd be like yeah I don't believe it I don't believe it you want to watch Frozen you want to go in there with a coat on scarf 
But yeah, man. Love the fucking Christmas movies. Love them all. Put the decorations up. My house looks nice. Not too much. My neighbor, too much. Too, too much. House looks like fucking Vegas. The type of house that everybody comes to see. Right? Now I can't get fucking in or out of my fucking house because these people are driving by going, look at it. And it's all linked to music. It's all synced up. So it's, so it's like, banana, banana, banana. This neon baby Jesus just pops out of a vagina. Just fucking way too much. It's good for the kids, right? Elf on the shelf that he's around. Yes. Fucking elf, man. Because you know why? You wake up in the middle of the night panicking. Like, I forgot to move the fucking... Did I move him here last night? Did I move... Oh, shit, I forgot to move him. Fuck. Forgot to move the elf. I don't know if, it, if the elf on the shelf made it to every country, but of course it does, right? Once one person starts, and everyone else starts it. And then everyone makes up their own fucking rules. You can buy clothes for it now, too. Like, I've seen people with leather jackets on their fucking elf. Right? What a crock of shit that is. Right? Just fucking clothes on the, on the fucking elf. Just get the regular elf. And again, that was another thing some mom invented to get her kids to shut up. A skibillionaire. A skibillionaire. Kids no longer believe in Santa anymore. Because they go to bed at night and just fucking put their fucking heads on huge pillows filled with fucking money. Fucking elf. On the shelf. Telling you, man, but then the kids like this year. My kids are not. You know what? I didn't talk about it as much, and maybe I'll talk on another podcast. I just bought a house. I bought a house recently, so my kids are like, "Yeah, what are we getting for Christmas?" Ah, you know what? How about a fucking house? How about the fucking house I just bought you? How about I just I go spend fifty dollars on a giant bow and just fucking smack that on the front door? Go because fucking daddy's broke. Yeah, Santa will bring you to. That's a weird thing too, right? With Santa, because I grew up like, and it wasn't fucking like we were. I won't, I won't say like poverty poor But we were, weren't doing well off Right But my friend My best friend growing up Ian Clare Like His family did a little bit better Than, than ours right So And I used to wonder Every single Christmas Like why they got better toys Why him and his brother Got better toys Than me and my brothers And he was an He was, he was an asshole Like I was nice I, I, Well I wasn't But my older brother Wayne Was really nice He was like really fucking You know A, a, a nice guy no, fucking not. I, how? So I, I used to always question that. Like, but he's an asshole. Why does Santa give him a, an Atari Twenty Six Hundred? And I got a shitty wind-up evil Knievel toy. Christmas man, with for us growing up was always fucking fun too, right? Because it was where it was where I discovered uh, at a young age I didn't like coffee. Yeah, I haven't had a. I've never had a cup of coffee in my life because when I was young at Christmas time, when you when you live in Ireland or England, right, or Europe. They have uh, roses, roses, chocolates, Cadbury's. They give you this big, big thing full of chocolates. And uh, when you open it, it comes with a map, like a big map of what everything is. So me and my brothers would just like throw away the map and go like, ha ha, let's just fucking see where this goes. And uh, yeah, so you would take a bite into it. I remember taking a bite into one and nearly throwing up. And I had to be very, very young. And my dad went like, ah, that's coffee. And there you go. That's my, that's my Freud moment that it goes back to my childhood that I don't like coffee. That was it. That was the, that was the big moment there. And my brother, my brother's name is Bud. He's not his real name. But when he was two years old at, Chris, at a Christmas party at my house, he drank someone's Budweiser. 
And so since he was two years old, people have called him the Budweiser, and then that, that evolved to Bud. So Christmas has moments in my house. It's special. It's special to me for such occasions. Right? I love it. And then my son now, I, I, my favorite book, the first book I think I ever really read from start to finish was uh, A Christmas Carol. Love it. Love it. My son's in it. My son's in the Theatre 3 production, which where I will be headlining New Year's Eve, by the way. Come on down. Some tickets on sale still for two shows. Almost sold out. Get your tickets fast. But anyway, so I'm watching... Um, I'm watching uh, Christmas Carol, and it's my favorite. It's my favorite movie. You know, I realized I think Christmas Carol is just one long therapy session for Scrooge, and I think that was written before therapy was even a thing. I gotta Google that. When was therapy invented? Because that's all it was when you think about it. Scrooge is an asshole, right? A complete asshole, and then he goes back to his childhood, and he analyzes his whole life, and they find out what were the moments in his life that made him an asshole. It's fucking genius. Dickens was a genius. That's all Christmas Carol is. Fucking therapy session. The new one is coming out though um, on December 19th over here in America. I'm sure it's, it's made by the BBC but they're putting on FX over here so that means if it's on the BBC the rest of the world has seen it too and it's like a dark, dark movie. Really dark. Um, like Scrooge fucking sleeps with Cratchit's wife. It's really, really dark, man. Like, bad language in it and everything. It's kind of cool. Tom Hardy is in it. My favorite actor. I had to explain it to my son today. Like, yeah, Tom Hardy's in it. He goes, who's that, Bane? I go, yeah, Bane. So now he thinks fucking Bane is in the movie. You think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. Ebenezer Scrooge. That was a bad Bane impression. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, fucking can't wait to see it. So my son, who's in, in, in the version, he plays uh, he plays Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's just my favorite show. And I get, you know what's funny? Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Christmas Carol, but you fucking should know by now, is Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim dies. <laughs> right? So I get, I saw it last night again. I get to watch my son die. <laughs> Fucking every night on stage. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, felt nothing. Felt nothing. Just sitting there watching him. All I could think about, like, hey, what do I want to do in his room, right? I could play, I'd play more guitar if I had a room to sit down and play it, right? So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's Tiny Tim. And he dies, and I get to watch him. I get to watch him die. It's hysterical. But uh, anyway, so I'll leave you on that depressing note, me laughing at my son dying. Um... Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, thank, I, I kind of really wasn't prepared for this podcast, and I knew it was due on Monday morning, so I said, let me, let, me just go ahead and, uh, let me just go ahead and just bang it out now while I had the time, and I'm a little bit distracted looking around because the, the room is sold out again, and I, uh, I kind of need to go prepare for my two shows. So anyway, guys, again, thanks so much for listening. Uh, again, tickets on sale for Theatre 3. Uh, Port Jefferson, Long Island, where I will be headlining on New Year's Eve for two shows. Tickets going fast, so make sure you tune in and get them. Guys, if I don't speak to you, I know I'll speak to you one more time before the holidays, before Christmas comes. So uh, thanks so much for listening. If you have any comments or concerns, email me at Mick Thomas Comedy on my Instagram page. 
All right, thank you so much. I'll talk to you real soon, guys. Good luck to you now. Good luck to you. It's the Mick Thomas Show.